0: Welcome back to Makes Perfect Sex. I am so glad you're here today. Today in the studio, I have Jenna and Dan. I'm so excited that I finally got them both here in the same space. Welcome to both of you. Hello. Uh, you Both of you took my class like years ago, but your story is really interesting. So, so let's open it up. So you um, both went to the University of Hartford yep. and um, tell me how you met.
1: Um, I think I should start this one off. (laughs) So Dan and I lived in the same residence building, but on different floors. And most of my friends were on the floor that Dan lived on. And I remember one day I was studying on that floor and I somehow met Dan, found out that he was Jewish. And within the first like two sentences I said to him, I told him that we were going to get married to each other when we were 30. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it might've
2: been joking, jokes at that point, but, um, yeah, we're getting there. Uh,
1: yeah. So you didn't
0: even know each other.
2: No. So yeah, like Jenna said, we met each other through a friend of a friend. Like there were study rooms in the residence hall. So her friends and I were studying in there because we lived on the same floor. Sophomore year came a bit closer. Like we went and hung out more directly with one another, just became better friends um, I actually asked you out at one point to, uh, start dating. <laughs> so you were, so you were interested
0: year, yeah. in moving this further than friendship. Oh yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. okay. No, okay. W- within like the first few, uh, <laughs> months of, I guess, sophomore year, I was like, yeah, we're, we're going to be together. Um,
0: well she I, did say you were going to get married. So. Yeah.
2: So I, I, that's what I was expecting. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> <laughs>
0: what did she say when you asked her out? Um, uh,
2: so the first time, which was in uh, midway through sophomore year, She said no because she wanted to preserve the friendship. Like we were best friends at that point, so it was like, yeah, I get it, but like we could give it a shot.
1: I also had a partner at that time too. Yeah. So you were seeing someone? Yeah, I was seeing someone. Um, I don't think you were seeing anybody at that time, but you did afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, but you had asked me out. I like tried to let you down easy while at the same time talking about how I didn't want to ruin our friendship. And then we both went to our separate residences and cried separately about it.
0: <laughs>
1: oh. oh, that's so sad. But the story doesn't end yet. So, okay. So then what happened next? So, um, then we like, I think we had some space from each other. We like still like were best friends and like stayed in connection with one another. But I think we just needed a little bit of like recovery time from that. Um, and then, you know, during the summer I had met a partner
2: through. Well, ab- that, that was yeah. a boyfriend. The previous oh yeah. One. Yeah. I, I wasn't trying to like take her away from like, like whoever she was dating. but
1: Yeah. So then the, the, I then got a new partner that I met through Tinder at the time. Um, and at first I really liked him, but I think there were some red flags. He wasn't the most supportive and was kind of like a very controlling individual. And I remember telling Dan about him. What did you say to me? So, or You didn't say it to me, but you were I, thinking it.
2: Yeah, so I didn't say my thoughts on this guy. But I didn't like him, but I didn't say that because when I first asked her out, um, I didn't like that guy. I, I didn't like her <laughs> friends with benefits at the time either. So I vocally said that that one wasn't good, that I didn't like him, and I didn't want to continually be a voice of negativity for whoever – Her partner was at that point in time. So I was like, all right, maybe I'll hold back. Like, she knows that I like her and want something further, but I don't want to be a voice of negativity with whoever she's with. So I was reserved in that. I didn't like him, but I didn't, I was not proactive in.
0: It must have been hard, like, when you're crazy about somebody and you're seeing them with somebody else, just sitting there (laughs) waiting your time out.
2: (laughs) How did you deal with that? So. It sucked um, yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no, but in like joking manner, yeah, it I would say that I knew that we were gonna date, like in my mind, it was not a are we won't we, it was a when will we mm. so I
0: but you were dating other people at the same time, right?
2: I was seeing other people, yeah, um, okay, I you never really felt like a major connection with them, though. No, like when, like at, like so in the time after I asked her out uh, initially, and in between that and when we actually started dating, I did go around and try to, uh, I guess, meet some other people and just have a more like physical connection with other people. But it never really was a let's start dating because I still had emotional feelings for Jenna. Yet I still wanted some physical comfort. I was, I tried to be as clear as I could with all my partners about like, let's not take it too further. And I tried to be as communicative with them as possible to, you know, like not lead anyone on. Or, so you knew where
0: your heart was. Yeah. And I yeah. didn't
2: want to like, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't know if trying to, if the right metaphor is trying to eat my cake and have a two or whatever that one is, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I tried to.
0: So how long, how long did that period last for before you finally looked at each other and said, you know what, (laughs)
1: we're together? So I think it was sophomore, winter of sophomore year is when you had originally asked me out for the first time. And then it wasn't until like fall of junior year that we actually got together. And, you know, what kind of happened was I was with the partner that I had during that summer, the one I'd met through Tinder, um... And then, you know, they were from Pennsylvania, and we did, like, some long distance for, you know, the first, like, couple months or so. And he came to visit. And immediately, you know, I just, like, it was like my body had, like, this rejection to him. I remember, like, we were together, and I was, like, just uncontrollably shaking for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Like, my body was saying, you don't know, no, and my mind was, like, got also. The yeah. yeah. And I remember... Thinking to myself and this probably this might have been like, you know, a couple weeks prior to and also that day of But I remember thinking, you know, I want to be with somebody who treats me the way my brother treats me and the way Dan treats me. And that was like literally my thought at that time. It was like my brother is always there to listen to me and be supportive um, and like kind of protective of, you know, the people I surround myself with. And Dan has always been supportive of like, I want you to be happy. You know, I have unconditional respect and support for you. And at that, like, as soon as I was, I like came to that realization. I was like, you know what? I think I want to go on a date with Dan. So I broke up with my partner, like literally the morning after he had stayed overnight, you know, and I was, you know, not having it. And, I went and spoke to one of your roommates, told them that I broke up with my partner <laughs> and was like, I need to date Dan. Like, I think that he's the person I'm supposed to be with. And then later that day, we were walking to one of the, like, the academic, academic buildings and I told you that i broke broken up with my partner and I had said to you, you know, I'm not ready yet. I'm going to need a couple months, but if you're up for it, I'd like to go on a date with you in, like, two months. And then we held hands. (laughs) Wow. And we walked to a building (laughs) together. (laughs) And
2: it felt right. Yeah. So that month or so before we started dating, I'm I'm laughing at that now, but I'll I'll say why in a few. But So for the month before we started dating, in between uh, that conversation when we actually started dating, it was just, like, I guess – butterflies in our in our hearts like we went to we still like spent all of our time together we went to the library studied stayed up but like instead of just doing study sessions as friends like we'd still have study sessions but like we'd look up at each other we'd like catch a <laughs> glance we both look back down like oh my god they looked at me I wonder, oh this <laughs> I like, love this. like high school teenage crushing um in college it was great I literally called
1: my mom like <laughs> every single day and I was like I love him. <laughs> I was like we're going to be together. I yeah. if you ask her, she, I, the amount of phone calls I made to her just to tell her I was like I'm just crazy about Dan and she was already obsessed with you. And we didn't mention this before, but I during,
2: met, yeah, I met your parents yeah. uh, like before we started dating.
1: Yeah, like Dan went out to dinner with myself and my parents. And my parents had asked, like, why aren't you guys dating? And I was like, oh, no, we're just friends. And I also had a partner at that time. And meanwhile, Dan's like, please, let (laughs) us go on a date.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, So it can work. So
0: moving from friends to lovers Mm -hmm. to an intimate relationship, now we are, what, two years beyond that? Three. Over three 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 years. years. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me what's going on now.
2: Well, we're living together. We've got a place. Locally. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Jenna's still in school. You're here for about a year and a half longer, or at least in school for a year and a half longer. I just started a job at uh, Pratt & Whitney, loving it, and I'll be there for at least two years, hopefully mm-hmm. longer. And we'll see what happens at that point. But the next kind of decision point in our, I, I don't want to say relationship, but in our life together is your graduation from your program.
0: Yeah, yeah. so just to catch our listeners up. So Dan has a great job and Jenna is getting her doctorate in physical therapy and they're together, they're living together. You know, another interesting story about the whole trajectory of your relationship was Jenna when you took the human sexuality class. So
1: tell tell us that story. So one, Dr. Carroll is like easily the best professor ever and was like my favorite course just I have no words other than that and could talk about you for like eons. But aside from that, so I took Thank your you. human sexuality course in during my senior year. I believe it was in the spring of that senior year. So like right before I graduated. And uh Dan and I are also like in the same year. So he was getting ready to graduate too. Um And during the time that I was taking the course, I was like, Dan, you need to take this course. Like, this is essential. Like, everybody has sex. Everybody has relationships. Okay, not everybody has sex, but you have relationships with people. Like, people have different, you know, identifiers and everything else. Like, there's so much to learn, and this is part of our innate, part of our knowledge that we need to have. And I remember telling you that you need to take the course and you had already planned on doing your master's at the University of Hartford. And you were like, I'm not going to have any time for this in my schedule. You know, I'm not going to, you know, not want to say waste your time, but you were like, you know, I don't I just don't have time for this. I remember like multiple times saying, like, you got to take this course. It's so important. And eventually you came around to it. But yeah. I'll let you talk about it a little bit more. Well,
2: it was more so the registering for a class because you didn't have a like the class wasn't a master's level course and it wouldn't have been accredited to my program at all and it, it would have just thrown a wrench into the whole like system that or I guess I don't want to say plan or structure of the master's program but either way it would have been uh, another hurdle to jump through so when you said I could audit the course or allowed me to do so I was over the moon and I just like showed like Send you an email or however I got in contact with Yeah. I mean,
0: I'd the, love to. the thing that was interesting to me is that when Jenna came and said, you know, I didn't, first of all, I didn't know you at that point. I knew yep. about you from Jenna talking about you, but Jenna's like, oh, I'm going to have Dan take this class. This is going to be so <laughs> great. And I'm thinking, Dan's not going to take this class. How's Dan going to take this class? Because he was graduating. Yeah. And um, then you reached out to me and I was like, you know, you can just audit the class. You don't have to take the exams. Just audit it, come to class and learn. And then he did. And I was like, whoa, this must be like an intense love story here.
1: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey. <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
0: Yeah, a lot of respect, a Mm -hmm. lot of communication, um, and I think that's what makes it work. I mean, you know, anybody around you, too, can can visibly see the love that you have for each other. Aww. So I wish the <laughs> listeners could see you in the studio right now because, you know, they they are yeah. they are
2: great. Oh uh, Jenna's giving me like some <laughs> lovey eyes across the
1: table. <laughs> RXD. <RAR> <laughs> Should I leave? Should I leave? No. Uh, I'm no. the one that makes it weird in the relationship. <laughs> Dan Dan tries to have really nice intimate moments and then I do things like making like weird, I don't know, Jessica faces, Day voices yeah. and oh, fa- faces, oh, faces and everything else and weird hand gestures. Yeah. <laughs> it's a balancing act. Hey, humor, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> humor is
0: a big part of what mm-hmm. makes relationships work. And so is friendship. And you, you mm-hmm. certainly have those. What else, like, if people are like, how how do you make a relationship work? What are some other pieces of advice that you might have for people?
2: Most important thing is communication, both advocating for yourself and listening to who is advocating to you. You have to be able to stand up for yourself, like, put your interests first, yet not overshadow or, I guess, not listen and not absorb who you're being, who you're spending your time with. Like, you have to consider the other person in the relationship. It's not going to work if you don't tell your partner just about everything, like, you have to be able and have the ability to share like it. So, is it so what
0: I hear you saying is it's a give and take.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah, you have to at least that's how I believe it, that communication is the key to it, because if anything is held back, then you're not being true to yourself. You're not like there. there is some, I guess, resistance there, like in one way or another it might be small it might just be like oh I wanted some other kind of ice cream or whatever but like that's just a small example yeah but it could be something bigger like it could be something you're uncomfortable with and even if you don't want to say what you're uncomfortable with you can just say I don't feel ready to share this now can we talk about it later or in some another manner and your partner has to be able to respect them be like hey okay we'll talk about it later we'll figure it out but thank you for talking to me about it so you have to be able to say what you're feeling, and you have to be with someone or even yourself to listen to what is being said to you. And you I'm really guessing coming up.
0: from a place of friendship made that a little bit easier for you because you you were already good communicators by the time you started dating, right?
2: Yeah. 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 I mean, there
1: was already no boundaries in our friendship. I mean, yeah. Dan, I remember I had food poisoning, and he literally the next day showed up with soup and Gatorade and crackers, and I looked... Like a ghost, like <sighs> pale as all heck, dead.
2: I loved you, or I love you. <laughs> I, and, I, I, <laughs> I don't loved, love you anymore. I love and love you, but you did look like shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I looked like pretty terrible, and you know there was already no boundaries. Although you will say that, what was it? I peanut buttered you. Honey potted. I honey potted him apparently because Dan claims that I have gotten ten times more weird and everything else. Mm-hmm. Once he started dating, and he was like, you were never like this before <laughs> we started dating. Let the
0: true you out, Jenna.
1: Yeah, which, I mean, I don't really have a filter be- to begin with, yeah. but like, apparently, you know. Well,
2: like, yeah, it, it is kind of funny, but at the same time, it's like, I don't think there's a single boundary between you and I.
1: There definitely is I've, not.
2: I, more than I will say on this podcast, I have done almost everything that you've, <laughs> like, needed. Like, I've been there for you. Um. Any capacity, uh, whether we're you're in Pennsylvania, I'm here, whether we're in the same room, like, I'm – yeah, like, I'll, I'll be there. That's what love is. Them. That's mm-hmm. what
0: love is. And that that reminds me of – didn't you have your own sex podcast, Jenna? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, let's talk <laughs> <hear> about
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> version so this, 2.0
1: this, yeah. is like, never came to fruition. And it was because I really couldn't figure out how to work YouTube. <laughs> let's <laughs> just – that's really, you know, what it came down to. But I – had a podcast. I don't even, what was, I don't remember the name of it. Um, Oh, no, it was called The Sexual Inquisition. Ooh. And, yeah, I I did not come up with that name, but one of my old roommates um, had, like, designed the logo, and it was, like, a bunch of vaginas and penises, and it was was great. Like, it was beautiful. She was a phenomenal artist. But, anyway, and so I had Dan, myself, and then my next-door neighbor... Joe, and we, our first episode was, like, talking about our first masturbation stories and taboos within, you know, everything related to, like, relationships, body hair, stuff like that, but never came to fruition, but Dan was there
2: for it. So, I know you did two episodes, were I on both of them?
1: Uh, No, the second episode was actually with one of my other roommates, um, Jayla, and I was talking about how... You know, I had interest in girls and, you know, it's just, you know, we were just having a conversation about that. And also we talked about masturbation then too. It was a yeah. hot topic.
0: Yeah. So sex talk has always been there for Jenna.
1: Yes. No. Yeah. Pretty much never had a filter. But ironically, my family does not like to talk about anything <laughs> related to sex. So it's probably skipped a couple generations because yeah. my grandparents will be more than willing to talk about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I've heard some stories about your grandparents. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. So, all right. Anything else you want to leave our listeners, the people who are looking for love, people who think they'll never find it, what what advice might you give them?
2: So in terms of the looking and finding, so I, Jenna, was the first person that I knew that I wanted to be with in a relationship in any capacity. I met people before that I thought were attractive. I met people that I... Uh, Had a connection with, and like I've stayed friends with them, but none did I like know that I wanted to date and be with like Jenna. Like she was Mm -hmm. the first, and that's why I was like, I I know we're going to be together. Mm -hmm. Um, but in that time of waiting, I just focused on myself. Like I know, I I knew that like I'm I'm not perfect. Like there, I got some flaws. Like I can definitely like. Enjoy this time by myself and work on myself So and learn to love myself so that when I find that person, my Jenna, um, that I would be the best version of myself at that point for her. And in the meantime of being on my own, like, you learn to love yourself. Yeah, and
0: that's great. So important, yeah. too. Yeah,
2: so yeah. I would definitely say, like, it's okay to wait. Yeah. And then once you find that person, just communicate.
0: Yeah. Anything else, Jenna?
1: I would say, aside from you you do have to have some good co- communication, um, I'll, I, I'm going to add two things. You know, I had a camp counselor at one point, and they said to me that if you can't walk across a room in broad daylight completely naked in front of your partner and feel completely okay with it, they're not the person you're meant to be with. And I can say I can definitely do that in front of Dan, I can also feel completely comfortable to fart in front of you. And that is a, a very important qualifying criteria. If I can't fart in front of you and, like, own up to it, then we have some other issues.
2: Well, we were friends first, and we farted in front of each other as friends first. So it was... Yeah, uh, yeah. so we were already yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The other thing that I will say is you need to be with somebody that is willing to also push you to be the best version of yourself. Yeah. Um, Dan has constantly you know been the person to make me want to be better despite the amount of resistance that I give you with pretty much everything that we do Likewise, but (laughs) I love that (laughs) but you know I always say that like you're my better half and it's because you try to make me better and you know I I know that you would do anything for me and I would do anything for you and that's I think that was just a foundation of our friendship to begin with and it only grew stronger. But I'm really proud of all of our growth Yeah. and everything that our relationship has become. It takes work, right? It it's not easy. Yeah. Not oh my gosh. Yeah. It It is, a, it's a teamwork. We're like, we're a team but at the same time like we know that we want to be with each other and we know that we want to be better Yeah. and you know, sometimes it t- takes one of us to be like, hey, like we got to recenter ourselves and keep on going forward and you know it's not worth to fight about this like can we just hug and make up or can you eat this really spicy pepper and now (laughs) i'm happy (laughs) happy maybe we can cut that one out (laughs) no i think that's great well thanks
0: so much for being here today it's always great to catch up with you and i hope you know in another couple of months we'll catch up again and have more news to share Thanks for listening to Makes Perfect Sex today. Come back next week to learn more. I'd like to give a big shout-out to Professor Don Ennis at the UHart Podcast Studio and my student assistant, Emily Richards. I'm Dr. Janelle Carroll.